Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. On Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. Hour number two of Oilers Now. It's 106 at Edmonton. The second hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by Digitex. 6.30 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands, printers, big savings, Digitex, supplies, .ca. Bob Stauffer with you, uh, telling you that some guests on the show receive gift certificates from Japanese Village, three locations, downtown, south side, and north side. Our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline is 780-496-0063. Larry the Cable Guy, April 14th at the River Cree. Vince Neal, April 21st. George Thurgood and the Destroyers, May 7th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at orders now at 630Chad.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out the great selection today at WestlockFord.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. The show Twitter account, now over, what, 30,000 plus, Brendan? Does that sound about right? 35,000, 35,000 at Oilers Now. All right. Um, again... From 2 o'clock uh, throughout the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News Show with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. Uh, obviously, the Humboldt uh, Broncos tragedy. Um, incredibly uh, difficult situation. And our hearts uh, go out to everybody uh, involved, either directly or indirectly, on that. Uh, they will, the large portion of uh, their show today will uh, uh, be in and around. Uh, what occurred uh, in uh, with the Humboldt Broncos Hockey Club. Uh, as uh, as I mentioned, uh, it is, uh, for a lack of a better term, getaway day for the players yesterday, and uh, Todd McClellan uh, resurfacing after spending a, uh, yesterday in Saskatoon and Humboldt um, to be with the victims, and uh, and uh, he's from that community. It was interesting. We, we ran his opening statement. Reed Wilkins had asked the question at the beginning, and then we got into hockey-specific questions. And then right at the end, and I don't know the, the reporter's name, so I apologize for that. Uh, it, uh, this gentleman may have been from CBC French. Uh, but he asked a question towards uh, Todd about um, how difficult it was to come back and focus on the hockey stuff after experiencing uh, what he had experienced. And uh, so let's get to that right now. 
It is. I'm not as. I'm not as. I'll tell you. I'm not as prepared to meet with you as I have been in the past. Um, numbers wise, and you know, I, I use the terms power play at the beginning of the year and and the end of the year. I know it was better early, and I, but I would a lot of times I'd be able to throw numbers out at you. I'm not near as prepared. I took my little book on the on the plane yesterday, and I thought, oh, you know what? I'll do some work. I didn't even open it. I had no interest in in doing that. My mind was somewhere else, and so uh, yeah, I'm not. It's a good question. I'm not near as prepared to meet with you today as I would have been in the past. But it's something that needed to be done, and I'm glad I went. That is uh, Edmonton Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. So the opening hockey specific question, uh, I think, was from uh, Jason Greger, but uh, and it basically was, you know, did the team's bad start. Uh, really kind of undermined things out of the gate and was it something and I'm paraphrasing here that uh, the club wasn't able to you know kind of make up uh, their requisite uh, uh, place in the standings and, and, and be able to get back in the mix and did it undermine the season so here's a, a lengthy response from Oilers head coach Tom McClellan. I think that's too simple we've got to dig deeper uh, we're going to dig deeper we're uh uh, we're going to turn over a lot of stones. We're going to look at uh, at individuals. And now, when I say that, it, it's it's top down. It's there's people above me that have to evaluate um, situations, and they are, and they will. Um, you know, when I talk about what we're going to do, it's usually from Peter and I on down, and uh, we're going to you know turn everything over. We're going to look at individuals, their performances, why they were really good, why they weren't, uh, what impacted. Uh, we as the coaching staff have on that how can we help them uh, then we'll look at the, them as individuals how did they manage themselves what could they change what recommendations would we, would we give them what will they give us <coughs> excuse me and we'll work on those things together then we'll we'll put pieces together uh, we'll look at pairs and lines and, and combinations of players. We'll look at systematic play, uh, specialty teams, um, approaches to practice, tempo and practice, drill selection. There's a whole gamut of review that has to be done. Uh, we'll look at where the game is going, um, what we need to do to uh, to play the way the game is going to have success. So we've got work ahead of us. Todd, a couple of months ago, you talked about um, expectations, that they were really high externally. And you, I think you mentioned Vegas, that it was low expectations and they were performing at a really high level. Uh, and the expectations here externally were really high and the team didn't perform as well. How do you go into next season in terms of expectations? Keeping the external stuff maybe outside of it, but internally, how do you set expectations for next year? Well, we, you know, I'm going to go all the way back to... Um to our team meeting last year, we, we lost in game seven to Anaheim. We flew back, we met the next day, and uh, there, were, there was a good feeling around the, the group. Uh, but in that team meeting, uh, we tried to turn the page already to the next year and get the players to begin to think that they're back at the start line. You know, they just finished running the marathon, they collapsed, they're tired, they're, but they're happy. They finished the marathon, they, they extended their mileage a lot longer than they did in the past, and everything was in, in a pretty good spot, but we, we began to, to get them to think about starting a new one, and um, that happened in that meeting. We reminded them many times throughout the summer. Um, 
you know, the, uh, the, the white noise that's out there created by through media and, and friends and family and agents and all that type of stuff exists every year. Uh, it was a new way of, of us having to deal with it last year, and we didn't deal with it real well, despite all the warning. Um, coming into training camp, uh, the very first meeting that we had was... Uh, the first meeting we had was uh, one where we, uh, we readdressed it. Um, I thought going into training camp, we, uh, we worked, but we still had that, you know, left shoulder, right shoulder, who are we listening to thing going on. Uh, for me, the, uh, the biggest battle was after the first game against Calgary. Uh, we, we played well. In fact, flying with Glenn Gullitson yesterday, he thought was, that was one of the toughest games they played all year. We took uh, some real gratification, if you will, in, in that game. And then I think we only played two games for the next 10 days, and that was the period where I believe it got away on us a little bit. And um, you, know, you can't turn back time. We never did get through it. Um, and when you don't perform well enough, you begin to look at reasons why, and, and yeah, expectations come up. We just didn't play well enough this year. We didn't get enough out of the coaching staff, uh, you know, the head coach, the coaching staff, uh, the players, and um, when you have a year like that, you end up where we did. Last year, we got more than we could out of the team, and uh, we ended up at an upper level, so we're somewhere in between. All right, that's Todd McClellan. Uh, Edmonton finished with 47 wins and 103 points last season. Uh, eighth in offense, eighth in defense. Uh, this year, uh, well, the situation was what it was. 36 wins, um, 78 points for the Oilers, so a 25-point drop for the hockey club. Just on the special teams numbers, um, scary. Uh, the Oilers last year finished fifth in the league on the power play, second from December the 1st on. The Oilers finished 31st this year. Last year, the Oilers had their highest power play total at 22.9% since 1985-86. It was the best Oilers power play in 30-plus years. This year, the Oilers uh, 14.8%. Not near good enough on the power play. The penalty killing last year actually dropped during the course of the season. It was as high as second in the fall, and it dropped all the way down to 18th by the end of the year. So you could see that it was kind of taken on water. This year, it was horrendous early, and it got better late. Um, and it was pretty good in the final month of the season. It actually moved up from 31st to 25th overall. Todd McClellan was asked about the uh, special teams. Uh, it obviously would have helped us immensely to be uh, to be strong in both areas. What's what's interesting in, in kind of dissecting it is is our power play was fairly strong early in the year and the penalty kill was really weak and it kind of swung the other way so we could never get the two of them together. Even if we were average at the same time, it would have been nice. Um, you know, for all the the failure on the penalty kill, it ended up being one of the top few in the league down the stretch uh, in the last 20-some 20, 20 games. Uh, the power play started out at, at an upper level and then continued to fall. So uh, there's a lot of um, Jekyll and Hyde in our game this year. Road penalty kill, home penalty kill. We've gone through all of this um, throughout the year uh, with most of you, the questions that you've asked me. And, and those are questions we, we need to dissect and try and answer. Not that we haven't been doing that for the past 185 days. 
It's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. It's 116 in Edmonton. This is Oilers now. Bob Stoffer with you. The best pizza in the city. Still make it great. Royal Pizza, multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza has been Edmonton owned and operated for... Uh, 38 plus years now. Royal Pizza with a brand new spot out in Spruce Grove. A second location in the thriving metropolis known as Sherwood Park. So, specific now to units, Brendan, I'll bring you in here for a second. I mean, one of the concerns I had was the workload for Cam Talbot. And um, I want to make sure everybody clearly delineates what I'm saying here. Cam Talbot is a number one goaltender. I think it's tough to be a 65-game-a-year number one goaltender in a market like Edmonton. Travel is a factor. For those of you that are going to say, well, Stoffer, you know, you have no clue what you're talking about, or, you know, he's got to be a professional. It is difficult when you're amongst the top three teams every year in terms of the amount of miles you put on with your hockey club. Uh, the Oilers have a young team. I do not believe that Talbot, you know, I think in a perfect world, Cam Talbot starts 55 to 60 games, um, not 65 to 70. I'm not convinced Al Montoya, there were a couple times this year. Can you? Did you keep my question in here, by the way? Okay. Uh, there were a couple times this season that there was an opportunity for Al Montoya, and he got dinged up in practice. He's an older veteran. He's kind of been a guy capable of playing 10 to 15 a year. I believe the Oilers got to find a guy that can play, you know, 25, maybe 30 games a year. I don't know if that goaltender exists out there in terms of the potential UFAs that might hit the market. But the one thing about the goaltending position is there tends to be more goaltenders than jobs in the NHL, and there might be some other markets that become available. Uh, We've seen goalies come in from other countries, etc. Here was the question today. Sometimes uh, less is uh, is more. Uh, Cam's got a lot of starts in the last couple of years. In an ideal situation, with all due respect to Montoya, who missed a couple opportunities to capitalize late on the year on some opportunities, would it be a beneficial scenario for there to be more competition there? And could you envision exploring maybe non-traditional uh, markets to get goaltenders? Yeah, we're getting quite specific now on um, on adjustments to the team. Um, competition's healthy. Competition's uh, a good thing, not only in that position, but defensively, forwards, power play, penalty kill, um, you know, accountability, and um, that's that's likely uh, a position we'll look at. We we feel that Talbs is, is a number one goaltender and a very good one. Um, and uh, he'll respond with a really good year. Um, the pace that the game has played at, even over the last few years, I'm not sure that goalies can continue to play 75 games. It's just happening so fast. And, um, you know, having somebody in there that that can provide a high level of confidence within the team and the group and, and steal you games is important. Uh, with that comment, I'm not saying that we don't have that. Uh, I think uh, Al went in and, and played tremendously, especially when uh, he was called out of the bullpen. 
Uh, he played better in those situations, in my opinion, than the starts. And a lot of times that's a, a backup's role. Um, LB was uh, was thrown to the wolves early in the year when, when Cam got injured. That wasn't the plan. It wasn't to have him play extended amount of games and take that pressure on that team, the, the team's pressure. But that's how it happens sometimes. All right, so that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, interesting. He said that he thought that Montoya played better when he uh, came on in relief during games than when he started. Well, that would be a bit of a concern for me. As for Bressois, I think there was a window for him to claim something, and it didn't happen. So if I feel that way, and, and I'll be frank with you, I've not spoken to senior management. I mean, they've been focused on doing their own things. Um I, Brendan, for me, the order's got to find a guy that can play twenty-five or thirty games a year. That's that's. I think they got to find that guy. So I'm I, with you, hundred percent. And you look back to Gustus in the year before. Bob it was a big problem. Yeah. So it, they now, need to get fa- it right. In this fairness year. to Nilsson, oh, what happened there? Uh, in fair, is that on your end? Or I don't right? know where that's coming from, but it looks like it's from uh, Burley. So I'll figure it out. All right, turn that Burley down, okay. That is, I've turned Burley down on my end. So, uh, Brendan, what I will say is, uh, you know, Anders Nielsen with the Oilers back. I don't know if you can read. Vancouver Canucks have Thatcher Demko coming. Okay, he's going to be a really good goaltender. I don't, I don't even know uh, if they know what they have. Uh, <laughs> does anybody know? With their, in theory, number one, Jacob Marks from right now, uh, Nielsen really staggered down the stretch. He had a good year last year in Buffalo, but he wasn't very good this year as the season we're on in Vancouver. But I think the team's got to find a way to get a 25 or uh, uh, 30-start goaltender. There, there might be there might be some guys out there. Uh, and, and I just, frankly, can I be honest with you? I thought there were guys that were at the Olympics that were better than some of the NHL backups, and that's why I brought up the fact that you, know, you need to look outside of the context of traditional NHL. But... And I'm not saying necessarily Ben Scrivens because you've been down that path before. All right, 122 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer with you. Uh, this next question is a completely fair question about the sense of urgency given that you have Connor McDavid. A lot of the analytics types and the bloggers, you know, we're all over the orders. They need to go for it now when they've got McDavid on an ELC. You know, at the end of the day, McDavid's a $3.75 million cap hit, but we're at 3775 technically. Uh, he'll get his full rookie bonuses this year, leading the league and scoring all those other things. And then next year he kicks in at twelve point five million. Um, I said, "Is there a sense of greater urgency uh, with McDavid's?" Good question. Tom McClellan's response: We could have Maddie in our lineup, and that urgency exists. So, um, you know, <laughs> yes, we have one of, if not the best player in the world in our lineup, and uh, he's he's had three years of his career here already. Two and a half. He was injured for a lot of that first one, but. Um, he's not going anywhere. He's going to play here for 15 years. We shouldn't relax because we know that. We want to win, and we want to win now. Um, 31 other teams are saying that as well. So the, the urgency exists all the time. The urgency we have right now is no different than the urgency we had last year when we lost in Game 7. We want to win. We need to get better. Uh, so don't think that it diminished at all um, after having a good run or having a poor year. It, it's what it is. We, we take this seriously, and, and we're urgent. There you go. That is uh, Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. 124 in Edmonton. We'll take a quick timeout. This is Oilers Now.
When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports certificate of authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at ProAmSports.ca. That's ProAmSports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. It's 126 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, Bob, I called BSU last year. You said that uh, Cam Talbot could handle the workload. Look back on what you said, you homer. That one comes to us from Mark out of Bonneville. Uh, obviously, we're getting back to normal around here, so that's a, that's a good thing. Thanks, Mark. Um, a lot, lots of people going. What about the assistant coaches? Well, that I, I don't know how far that conversation's gone. Uh, here was Todd McClellan's response to that very question today. Uh, like I said earlier, the uh, there's a flow chart when it comes to evaluation, and uh, the assistant coaches are as committed a group as I've ever seen or been around. The work ethic and the commitment level is very high, but. That's a, that's a level of evaluation that, that we have to get to. Um, you know, there's, there's an owner, there's a, a, a president, a manager. Uh, it gets all the way down to the head coach, and then we go there. So that, there, that's coming. Um, we have to, to look at everything first, and uh, we have to get to that level before we, uh, we get anywhere. All right, and as uh, Craig Simpson pointed out last week, uh, Mike Babcock, 10 years in Detroit, 12 different uh, uh, coaches. Uh, you know, change happens with coaching staffs. So it's just kind of how the business works. End of the day, uh, I put a tweet out here. In my opinion, the Oilers need to target four things from a personnel perspective in the offseason. Number one, a right shot puck moving defenseman. I think we all know that. Uh, they may have to move a lefty for a righty. Maybe that's how they do it. Maybe they have to get creative uh, in another manner. Uh, number two, a scoring winger to complement Leon Drysettle, who we'll hear from a little bit later on. He's going to tell you that he can drive his own line. Uh, maybe that scoring winger is here, and he just needs to get his confidence back in the name of Milan Lucic. Um, some of you would say, come on, he's done. Others might say, no, he deserves a second chance see what he can do. Number three, a right shot depth center with a high face-off percentage you can chip in offensively. It's quite a specific thing. Uh, a guy, Mark Letestu was brought in before. I'd look to a guy like uh, Derek Ryan out of uh, who? Derek Ryan from Carolina would have been the Oilers' fourth highest scoring player this season. He was 57% in the face-off circle. And number four, a goaltender who can take some of the load off Cam Talbot. Yep. Um, I thought, frankly, that Brissois was going to go grab it. It didn't happen for Laurent, and I now think that Talbot needs to start a little less. I'm confident that he's going to get off to a good start next year, and if he gets off to a good start, the team does as well. A global news, weather, traffic update with Eileen Bell. Uh, back uh, with Milan Lucic, Leon Dreisaitl, and a host of others on Oilers Now.